Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 270 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined as always by Vince Cummings. What up, Ben? What's going on, brother? That's right, folks. Two blithering idiots are back once again to fill the void. <laughs> the coronavirus companion still in full effect, man. This thing just keeps dragging on as uh, Big Brother is conditioning us to a police state lockdown here in the future. Or at least that is what, um, you know, probably five, six million of Joe Rogan's uh, listeners and 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 viewers on YouTube are um, are prescribing to at this point. It's Big Brother, man. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> they ought to rename that podcast Fear Factor. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, seriously, man. I mean, look, look. He looks great, right? He's got a great following. He's in shape for a fifty-two or fifty-three-year-old man, like whatever he is, man. But he is wearing it in his face. He's looking more and more weathered. And there is one hundred percent factual truth. This comes from extensive research of the high octane varieties of marijuana that paranoia is unavoidable when you smoke the good shish you know what i'm saying <laughs> dude i'm not, nowadays when i do it i'm like hold on i can't i don't think i can move I go, i'm gonna have to stay here until this is over <laughs> oh lung pressure coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> god forbid you fucking eat an edible these days jesus christ oh, no chance uh, no chance i got <laughs> i got completely off the sauce right at the right time <laughs> you or, did. or maybe at the wrong time i don't know we'll see how long this thing lasts <laughs> right oh man but we will keep on pushing through i mean uh, look, we are in the in the state of boxing right now where you get this through it's boxing. There's always lulls like throughout the throughout the fight schedule. So you get just a bunch of he said, she said, clickbait bullshit that hey, a lot of people in this business make money off of. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, look, in 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 boxing, you can make money off of just making rumor videos with a flip phone, uh, walking around, knocking on fighters' doors, asking them what their favorite color is. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, there's there are popular boxing websites where all they do is is say, oh, Teofimo said this, Loma said that, Mayweather, Mayweather doing this. I think the new thing, Ken, and we might have to get on this bandwagon, is we need to start a YouTube beef, brother. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. That, that trend right now is like, is can, can this get any gayer? Like, is there anything gayer in the world <laughs> than youtube boxing beefs I yeah mean, i mean it's it, i've never seen yeah and they're boxing beefs that are that are <laughs> that are founded on conspiracy theories in boxing you know what i'm saying it's like maybe we should just be the rumor source you know what i'm saying we could just make shit up and you know just like you know just plant some seeds you know what i'm saying and just watch them grow and just right. sit back sit back from our perch being like we've been doing it all wrong the whole time brother <laughs> oh whatever man i don't i i am so like completely call me old man boomer get off my lawn but i am so detached from all of the noise you know what i'm saying the conspiracy yeah. theorists like i just don't i, I don't care enough I just trust my eyes. I see what I see. I talk about what I see, you know, like start like, like, like creating a, a, a social media persona that exists behind a fake avatar. You know what I'm saying? Like a fake personality where 
I dedicate my life to obsessing about other men. <laughs> if no. You're, if you're talking shit about people in the sport of boxing or other YouTube channels or podcasts, and you're one of those people who won't show your face, I can't think of an like just a worse human being than those people. I mean, how, how do you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and realize that your existence in life is this fake shit that you just constantly throw out there acting like you're some fucking some, you know, Twitter tough guy or YouTube comment section, tough guy. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man. I can't think of a more useless existence in life. Oh, it's, it's, it is, it's something else, man. And, um, the longer that the sport is away, um, I'm just, afraid that it's going to continue that way. So you know what? We're just going to, we are just going to stay on the, um, you know, this path of righteousness that we, that we walk, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're here to set the standard, Vin. Um, you know, the Boxing Rant uh, podcast, we've been around for a while. We must continue to carry the flag forward. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's really what the people need. Although, although I have, um, been reading some of the comments on our YouTube channel. And apparently um, we have had a request that we stop cussing so much um, because uh, some of our listeners would like their children to be able to watch our YouTube videos um, along with them. I, you know, Ben, you, sen <laughs> you sent me some of them comments and I was like, who is letting their children listen to us? Why in God's name would you have a young, impressionable mind listening to two fucking complete idiots talk the most retarded shit you could possibly talk about the sport of boxing? You need to have your head examined for allowing yourself to, to subject your child to that shit, man. Yeah. Just if you're if you're if you're allowing your children to listen to or watch this show please please call social services on yourself we do not need we do not need that on our conscience we th this is no. not you know what i'm saying we've also had a listener diagnose the two of us um with some serious issues um some mental issues that is rooted in daddy issues um which causes us to cuss at an insane rate um and you know um it really just unpacked a lot of things for us and I, and, and see here, I've been, I, you know, been doing this show for, for over six years and I, I, I've been alive for almost 40 years. And I, I've just always wondered what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? What it is it that is completely off with me? I can't figure it out. But thankfully, our listeners are able to provide an accurate, uh, precise diagnoses um, through the um, the YouTube. It's amazing. <laughs> I Modern medicine, I tell you. I don't know how many times I have to tell you fucking morons out there that I am a bigger moron than you. Yes. And when it comes time to find the right word, I just go with fuck because that's what <laughs> happens. Deal with it. Oh, man. I, I think people lose sight of it. And we had another guy say that we just do it to be edgy. We, we cuss to be edgy. We're like... We sit on here being like, all right, yeah, let me stir this shit up. Mother, motherfucker, fuck, 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 mother, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're that's some that's some edgy shit right there. I'm almost 40 years old like you. I passed edgy a decade ago, motherfucker. Oh, I don't ever think I reached edgy, man. I never reached the edge. No. Um, yeah, it's, trust me, it, it is not. I think people just completely, you know, mistake us. They're like, well, hold on. Hold on a second. They don't use flip phones. Uh, they have expensive equipment. Their sound quality is legit. They must be journalists. They must be legitimate. No, there are, I'd say, 90% of boxing podcast pod, uh, podcasters, boxing content out there is people playing pretend. Just like like when we were kids, right? And you and, and you finally realized that you could plug your headphone into the stereo set and you could talk in to one of the ends of the headphones and you would put a cassette in and hit record. And me and my friends would like play like a Michael Jackson song and be like, Oh, Michael Jackson's back with a new hit. Oh, do you hear the chopper in the background? Must be time for the weather. And then you'd, 
and then you'd pass off the head. Like that's like make believe pretend shit. That's what everybody's out there doing. Like, hey, I can get a microphone and I can do my own show live from my house. Like, we're not like. I'm sorry. You got to just take it for what it is, man. Yeah. I know. I know it ruffles some feathers. Um, most certainly not going to give anybody the 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 shine. Um, you know, to address it because at the end of the day, it's not. It's not. It's just it. We're we're just two dumb fucking blue collar rednecks, okay? That love boxing, and we take the time. Like you spend money on hobbies for this, that, and the other, right? It's like I don't sit sit around making YouTube videos about. Oh, did you see that dumbass fucking hobby that that person has? Like this is just what we do. We're not fucking journalists. Stop. We're not media. Stop. We are a guilty pleasure for those that are in the media. <laughs> yeah. That's become apparent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um well, we're 10 minutes into the show and we'd like all of you to uh well, I'd like to thank all of you for tuning into the show and if you haven't subscribed yet, well, you should fucking subscribe because this is a great show. <laughs> Um, it is the Boxing Rant Podcast. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You're watching it on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at Kenny Keith Jr. and at Vince Cummings81. Follow the show on all the social media platforms at the Boxing Rant. And yes, that was a very condescending tone right there and purposely used. <laughs> I'm working on my prose, Vin, as I am studying to become a professional journalist. Oh, you're halfway there, buddy. All right, I'm going to stop talking like an asshole. Um, let's see here. Um, let's just kick this show off with uh, we're just going to jump right into the clickbait rumor mill headlines here because, hey, man, the people just want to hear us uh, you know, talk some talk some shit. Floyd Mayweather, the pound for pound king, uh, the man that, um, you know, has more money than all of us combined that all of us are obsessed with. Um, well, everybody except you and I. But he's going to lead off the show because he's in the headlines. There's been some videos surfacing of him training his son um, and his nephew. I think his what's his nephew's name? His nephew's name is I think it's like Cool Boy Slick Chris or something like that. And his son Karan. Um, and you know, been seeing some training videos of him, and he's been talking about you know wanting to follow in the footsteps of um, you know his late great uncle and. Um, you know, the Mayweather line of becoming trainers after fighters. And look, I've seen some of the video footage, man. And honestly, I think if there is a, a, a former fighter out there that could legit become um, a, 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 a certified Hall of Fame trainer, it, it's Floyd Mayweather. If he really wanted, to, if he got some legit, like if he became Gervonta Davis's trainer and he could get Gervonta Davis to stop trying to live the caricature that he's created for himself, you know what I'm saying? And and like buckle down. If he got some legit prospect, maybe his nephew's one, maybe his son is one. Dude, I think Floyd could be a legit trainer for real. Oh, I don't disagree at all. And I think part of why you we're seeing those videos of him kind of dabble with training his son and his nephew and talking about training fighters in the future is because, you know, it kind of slipped under the radar with all this shit happening. But his his uncle Roger passed away. Uh, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe. And I, I'm, that's gotta be the reason what kind of set something off in his head to say, look, maybe I should carry on. Like they have a family name in training now too. Like his father's a respected trainer, trained mm -hmm. champions, Roger trained champions. Roger's pretty much, you know, given the majority of the credit for what Floyd did in his career as a fighter. I know his dad was there in the beginning and more towards the end when Roger started to deteriorate a little bit, but I dude, they, they, there's a, there's a bit of a family name and legacy in training with that Mayweather name. And I do, I can't think of anybody. If there's one fighter in the world that can, that can teach a fighter how to navigate their career as, as well as hit and not get hit and, and, and have a, you know, the, the longevity that Floyd Mayweather had as a fighter, I, I can't think of a better guy in the sport of boxing that would be a tr that could be a, a future trainer of champions. I mean, just in the in the like the physical exercise part of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, like put the technique aside, you know, I think the really good fighters out there, um, there's a lot of natural to it anyways. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Floyd would be able to refine whatever is natural. Uh, you know, as far as ability, um, you know, and, and, and athletic, you know, athleticism goes, but where I think that Floyd could really make impact 
with young fighters is just his work ethic. Yep. I mean, you know, I know Floyd documented it probably better um, than most fighters over the last 20 years because you always saw Floyd in the gym training. But his training, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's like legendary. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. he, like for all of the criticism that guys like us and other pundits and talking heads out there that have given Floyd Mayweather jabs, you know, just for whatever. He's Floyd. When you're that big of a star, people talk about everything that you do. But, you know, it's not all negative. It's not all just like, you know, being a dick. The, the, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. You got to give him his respect and where he separated himself more than, yes, he was a, a once-in-a-generation athlete, and he came from bloodlines of of boxing. You know what I mean? He was raised as a kid, um, you know, in the sport of boxing. He lived it. You know, he ate it. He breathed it nonstop. But his work ethic, second to none. Legendary work ethic. If he could bestow that upon a young fighter, dude, he could make a, 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 a big waves as a trainer. Um, there's no doubt about it. The only you know? the only issue is them trainer checks ain't quite as big as them fighter checks. So, no. you know, I, I know he's he's probably fine in the money department, but uh that'd be a little that would take a little getting used to for Floyd when he gets his little ten percent cut of the big payday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, how much money is he making as a promoter? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's got this massive stable of fighters. It's not, you know, he doesn't have like a I mean, it's it's the name that's more valuable than anything else. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's only going to put into it the time that he has in the day to do it. Maybe at this point in his life, he's ready to take on a project like this. I don't see it being much more than what Teddy Atlas does, like a fighter, like a fighter or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and let's be honest here, he made uh, more money than any athlete in the last decade. So I think uh, he's fine in that department. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, dude, let's keep it with Floyd. We got all kinds of Floyd stuff to talk about. I got something really, really interesting slash funny for you, okay? <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of this charm that Marcos Maidana claims is Floyd Mayweather's tooth? Have you seen this? I just saw it this morning, and I'm wondering how this story has kind of not been in the news prior to today or oh. why that why that isn't a known thing in the sport of boxing i didn't even realize he lost a tooth on that punch is that real is it i real? think I'm, I'm pretty sure that that part is real and apparently maidana's team they were like "Ooh, <laughs> there's this tooth and then they mounted it into a charm so he can just like rock it on his necklace like he's wearing somebody's scalp around his neck you know what i'm saying that's hilarious dude i love it i mean it's nasty at the same time but i do think it's funny that like what they catch it out of midair like it went flying up in the corner and they were just like oop got it <laughs> no it's like that scene from blood sport where the guy's cleaning the mats and he finds the gold tooth on the mat and he puts it in his mouth and that's bites down on it to, and he's like he, he he like looks around to see if anybody's looking <laughs> Oh man, dude! I think it's awesome. I yeah. can just pick—I can just picture my Donna sitting in a wife beater at his coffee table, with his fucking Colt forty-five pistols and his grenades. You know what I'm saying? With like a a bottle of whiskey, just like sitting there with this big gold chain with Mayweather's tooth hanging off it. Oh, oh fucking, man. He, fucking gold chain! He got a Floyd Mayweather tooth, dude. And here's the thing: should uh, Chino Maidana fall on hard times? Dude, send that shit to auction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's got to be worth six figures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if it's real, you know what I'm saying? He's got to get Floyd to, uh, you know, sign a little proof of purchase for him on the back of the tooth. Right. <laughs> um, but not all news is good news for the Mayweather. He's had deaths in the families. His baby's, his baby's mama passed away. Um, his uncle passed away. And now, apparently, his daughter, um, Ayana. Um, a.k.a. Yaya, is in some deep, deep doo-doo as she has allegedly stabbed young boy never broke again's <laughs> baby mama, LaPatra Jacobs, because um, the young Mayweather wanted Jacobs to leave young boy NBA's house in Houston. And she wouldn't leave, and it escalated, according to reports, and went into the kitchen, started off as a fist fight, and then Yaya grabbed some knives and charged her 
Um, and you know, fucking went straight Ginsu on her. You know what I'm saying? Yan can cook style. Um, <laughs> and stabbed Lapatra Jacobs up. And now she's facing, I've heard reports anywhere from 20 to 90 years in prison. I don't know. Um, but when you stab somebody over some baby mama drama, uh, but I mean, look, man, I, she's got, I, she's got lawyer for the stars working for her. Doesn't she? Yeah. She, uh, she's being represented by Kurt Schaefer. A famed attorney who has worked for celebrities like Slim Thug, Pimp C, and Rapalot's record CEO Jay Prince. So I mean, she's she's good as gold. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I there's no it. doubt she's going to win this case. That just none of this sounds real. Is this real life? Are we? I'm just, dude. I looked up this guy, young boy, never broke again. <sighs> right? Yeah. And he's got like two two million followers on social media. I'd never even heard of him before. No. Why, why would you ever follow somebody who's who names themselves young boy never broke again? What? what? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, do you think I'm just going to put I'm just going to ask you. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, Van. It's a sensitive. It's a sensitive subject. OK, uh, you know how I am when it comes to that, Ken. Y yes, you are very sensitive, um, <laughs> very sensitive. But uh, do you think that. I'm not, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming Floyd. I'm just asking, do you think that his reputation of domestic violence had a trickle down effect in this case? You remember those commercials back in the day, those like do not do drugs commercials where the dad would be in the bathroom and, and his son would walk in and they'd be having the conversation about drugs and the, and the kid would go, I learned it from watching you dad. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think, yes. I think we had that situation happen in the Mayweather house here in the last two weeks. I mean, yeah, but she should be able to throw hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you got to go to the knife? I mean, she must have been, she must have gotten like pushed back into the kitchen and she's like, oh shit, what do I do? Um, yeah, oh, here's a knife. You know what I mean? At some point you got to look, she got it. She's got a name to live up to son. You got to take it to the next level at some point. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I look, man, Floyd travels around with like, you know, some seven foot tall bodyguards, man. Like this girl should not be going over young boy. Never die. Like this <laughs> never broke do or die. You. Never die again. Uh, it's like a James Bond, uh, <laughs> like movie, you know Very what I'm saying? Similar, yes. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond, young boy, never broke again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like, it's like everybody, everybody has to like name themselves. They have to like give themselves, you, you know, you've heard like before, like your porn name is like your, I don't know, what is it? Your porn name is your, your is your, is your last name in the street of the house you grew up in. Yeah. Like, you know, so everybody's got to have like a, like a hip hop name I mean, nowadays. Mine's perfect, man. Cummings Middleborough, you know, just burrow <laughs> up in the middle and just let loose, son. <laughs> Coming in the middle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, mine is Keith Preakness. Oh, I don't know about that one. Put him out to studs. Huh? It would have been better because the, the neighborhood that I grew up on, yeah, grew up in had like horse racing uh, names. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. A lot of them did in the town that we grew up in and in, in my neighborhood right across uh, from the street that I grew up on was show pony place. There'd be money if it was Keith show pony, <laughs> <laughs> Keith Preakness. I don't know what my, my rapper name would be, but your rapper name would definitely be powerful scientist. Son, you had a rapper name. What are you talking about? <laughs> you were the pale poet, son. <laughs> the pale poet. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with Yaya, um, you know, and the the uh, the powerful legal team of, um, is it Dick Schaefer? Science or, and Kirk or? Si Kurt Schaefer. Kurt Schaefer. Um, young Boy, Never Die, and La Patra. Um, so to be continued. We'll, we'll definitely be breaking um, that as it happens, um, you know. Yeah, as we prepare, as we prepare to become professional journalists, this will be our first story. <laughs> I can't, right? that, that story just does not, it just doesn't read as real. The names, everybody involved, it just, something's wrong with that shit. No, it, it, this would be like a perfect case to follow on court TV. Like, I hope that this is televised. Like I would totally, you know, you always watch these famous court cases. Like when we were growing up, it was, um, 
uh, it was OJ Simpson was one of them. And then the other one was the uh, Lorena Bobbitt and John Wayne Bobbitt when she cut her, <laughs> cut her man's dick off, threw it out the window. <laughs> Nobody seemed to care about old John. They just laughed at his little nub. <laughs> like, yeah. Just look at his little nub. And that's where the, the, the phrase was coined. Three inches as hell at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, uh, he, he earned himself a starring role in a porn after that. So he, he did. Oh man, he did. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about Earl. Let's talk about Errol Spence. Okay. Uh, we'll keep it in the welterweight division. Um, since Errol Spence and his car accident, um, uh, last fall, um, look, man, there's been a lot of, look, first and foremost, there was no sign of Errol for months. Okay. There was no pictures. Like nobody knew what was going on. We're getting mixed reports. Um, he like, I don't know, commandeered his social media account to send out like one random tweet where it was like, is he high or still drunk? And then he disappeared for a little while. And then we saw him out, uh, towards the, um, like around, like towards the end of the year last year. Um, and, uh, very, very brief interviews. I think we saw an interview with him with, uh, with Brian Kenny that went really, that was really sort of strange and awkward. Yeah. Um, and then we see some video, uh, footage of him back in the club. Now, none of these, not, uh, none of this video footage had him with an alcoholic beverage in his hand. And you and I have stressed this time and time again, nor do we give a fuck. He is more than entitled to go out to the club and get his drink on whenever he wants to. I am not going to hate on any of this. No. But the question as fight fans has been, when, it, when and if is he ever going to return? And then the language comes from Errol that says, like, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get a, a, a soundbite now, uh, nowadays. And um, Errol says he's going to change things this time. And he wants the big fights, Vin. The accident has put his career in perspective. Uh, I, I hope it did, because I, I don't know... Clearly, he's admitting to some sort of neglect to to taking his career seriously by by making a statement like that. So, you know, I, ho I hope he is taking it serious. What I found funny was he made a comment this week. So all these fighters, you know, all these sound bites are coming out. And he makes a comment about who he wants to fight next. He wants to fight Pacquiao next. And Terrence Crawford comes out and says the exact same thing. It's like. The mixed messages that these guys send when they're interviewed and they're asked questions about who they want to fight. That's why I always tell people, like, never pay attention to what a fighter says when they're being interviewed, like, who they want to fight next. And it's all just nonsense. So just let it go in one ear and out the other and take it for what it is. But as far as Errol goes, man, I, I, again, I, I, this probably the best thing. This this shutdown of, of boxing is probably the best thing that happened to him because he's he's able to just kind of lay back in the weeds and and gain some more time to recover cuz I don't care what anybody says there's no way you get tossed from a fucking car and you are the same person afterwards like so, there's some physical damage somewhere that is irreparable or you'll never get back to what it once was I look I I'm not going to speculate but when I look in his eyes I see there's a there's one eye looks a lot different than the other. Like something's going on there. So something ain't, it's not, he's not going to be the same fighter moving forward. But if he's going to approach his career seriously, then maybe that helps him out. I look, I don't know, man. I just want to see the guy back in the ring and see what he's got left to offer. I don't want to make too many assumptions about anything with the guy, but, uh, at, at least him making a comment like that, whether you want to take it seriously or not, as a boxing fan, you kind of go, all right, well, it's good to hear you like you weren't taking it seriously before and you were beating the shit out of people. So uh, I wonder what he's going to do if he actually takes it seriously. I, dude, I just go back to what we've been saying ever since this accident, like until he gets in the ring and fights somebody, man, like he, like his his stance on the Terrence Crawford fight in particular you know, from day one, that has not changed. Like, oh, it's a big fight, but everything's got to be right. Like that to me, like Terrence Crawford is not saying any of that. You have not heard Terrence Crawford say, oh, I want the, I want the Spence fight, but the money's got to be right. Crawford side, Crawford has never once said that, but Spence continuously is using the same language over and over again. He, he, he never stops right at, yeah, I want the Crawford fight as soon as possible. 
no, 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 no. He always finishes that, but the money got to be right. It's like, stop. It is loser talk, loser talk, loser talk. He says he wants to dive right into a Pacquiao fight and to a, uh, a Terrence Crawford fight. Dude, I'm telling you right now, based off of everything that we know, if he dives directly into a Pacquiao fight, he's not going to be ready for that. I, 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 I'm sorry. He's just not going to be ready for somebody that bounces around like that and throws punches and bunches. He, he's just not going to be ready for it, man. Uh, I mean, you can't sit here. That, that to me, is some Keith Thurman talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Different circumstances. But Keith said, you know, Keith be saying now, he uh, now he's serious. He's ready to take over the welterweight division again. It's like, Keith, stop, man. But he need a tune-up fight before he does that. It's like, oh, how long is that going to go on, right? Uh, Adrian Broner is now uh, exercising. He's he's doing his, his best Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. impersonation, posting exercise videos with his kids, and he keeps posting a different picture of the same damn. It's like oatmeal with grapes in it. It's like on your Instagram account, like a picture of oatmeal with grapes in it is getting like uh, 500,000 likes. It's like, okay, now, now everybody's serious. Everybody want the smoke. Everybody's doing the, it's like, oh my gosh, man. Funny how that happens when there's no possibility of any fights in the future, right? Yes. I mean, look, I agree with you. This layoff is, is a good thing for Spence, but who said that Spence was going to be coming back if there wasn't a layoff? You know what I'm saying? I still oh don't even believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, n- nobody said that. And and <laughs> you brought up Adrian Broner. So I got to bring <laughs> up that post he had this morning. Yes, please do. <laughs> what is, oh, I can't, I can't remember it because I'm using my phone to record the, <laughs> this video now, but it, w- it was something about now he's got to pay his baby. Hold on. I got it right here. I got it right here. I don't have my phone either, but I do have on my computer. I have my text messages. It says, <laughs> so everybody kids will be held back. Oh shit. It just lost. It just jumped around. Hold on. Here it is. Here it is. So everybody kids will be held back a year in school. This is crazy. This shit just basically put another year child support in school clothes <laughs> and new iPhones and shit on a man. <laughs> 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 that's shit like that is why I absolutely fucking love the guy. Like it's they're still gonna turn 18 at the same time, Adrian. <laughs> the clock didn't the clock didn't stop on them growing up. Oh dude, but you know his it, dude you know the feeling of like you got like a big project going on at work and you got you know you're thinking about like you got to pay this and you got this coming up and your brain just gets scrambled and you can't make a decision on anything in life. Like you're standing at the grocery store and you're just trying to decide, do you want a DiGiorno or do you want a Red Baron pizza? And your and your brain is just completely scrambled, right? Yep. That is Broner when he tries to connect the dots on all of his child support. <laughs> you know what I'm saying he's just like, I don't even know. <laughs> I just, I just know I got another year of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that is registering right now. Uh, oh man, it's so perfect though, isn't it? it is. uh, you sent me that. I was laughing my ass off, dude. Oh uh, uh, shit, is so funny, so funny. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, look, we can keep talking about Errol Spence. Look, I still, uh, pr- uh, you know, before the uh, the car accident, there was no doubt about it. Errol Spence is one of the 10 best fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. But there is just too much mystery. And and look, more than anything, I think that, that you can gather this in life when you follow any sort of story and you're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on and you're trying to like put the pieces together, not like Broner trying to piece together <laughs> child support payments, but you know, just in general, like when you're a lack of transparency says so much more, Yeah, you know, sometimes than, than, than all the information in the world, because when somebody is like purposely avoiding releasing details about something as serious and traumatic as this car accident was for Errol Spence tells me uh, that without a doubt that there was something more than just some broken teeth. Yeah. And when will we, uh, when will we be able to find that out when, you know, if, and when he ever gets back in the ring and the funny, another funny thing to me is like, there's been no discussion of like, he's, he's, 
by the time he does get back in the ring, it's probably going to be over a year from that accident and well over a year from the last time he fought. And he's just going to jump back in with Danny Garcia or Manny Pacquiao right away. I just, I could see him doing the Danny Garcia fight to me. I could. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, I mean, I guess you could kind of say that's a tune up fight. Because Dan, DSG going to be coming off the same, the same layoff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that, that red catch. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think that was a real fight. I think that was an exhibition. It's, it's, it looked like it. Or bad memory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. All right. Let's just um. Let's let's hit the pause button real quick, Vin. Let's do that. And uh, let's take uh, let's take some time to thank our sponsor, Noah's Arcade. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool if we were sponsored by I, Noah's I, Arcade? I, I fucking wish we were. I want to interview that guy. I want to interview <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Oh, that would be hilarious. Um, no, but we'd like to uh, thank our sponsor for episode 270 of the Boxing Rant Podcast, and that is betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner at betonline.ag still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Are you missing the National Football League? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. It's betonline.ag, your online wagering solution. Who you got in the hot dog eating contest this year, Vin? Um, who? Joey Chestnut going to yeah, win it? Yeah, old Joey Peanuts, yes. Joey Peanuts takes it again. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> fucking human. Oh, dude, that entire thing. I, I, I love that you can bet on it, though. The problem is, is that there hasn't been much competition, but I feel like there's a new competitor out there um, that's going to give Joey a run for his money. <laughs> is that right? And he's sitting right here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're going to have me. I don't know if you'll be able to bet on me or not. I started Uh, my stomach stretching exercises last night. That's for sure. (laughs) Would you eat a whole pizza? Hey, you know, sometimes it happens, folks, all right? You can get it done every once in a while. Hey, that's how you prepare for one of these these food-eating competitions. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, did you ever see Kobayashi, what he had to do to train for, like, 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 when he was the man? You know what I'm saying? It was Kobayashi, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. He, he he would go to like this. I don't even know what it's called in Japan. All right. But it's like their it's like their version of like a like tapas almost, right? And he's he was sitting in a booth. And the way that this restaurant works is the food just goes around on a conveyor belt on these little plates. And the way that you pay is you bring your plates up to the counter, and they charge you per plate. So you can just grab whatever you want off of this thing. And he is just sitting there, just. I mean, sucking up noodles like a damn vacuum cleaner, man. And he walks up and somebody's helping him carry like a stack of plates that's like three feet tall. <laughs> and the dude is smaller than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, that's what's always amazed me about him is like, he's not like most of these guys are fat asses that compete in these things. They're big guys. <laughs> this guy's, he's a borderline midget. Do you remember when, when you and I went to the Hollywood casino and did that burger eating contest? Yeah, I think it was for my thirtieth birthday. Maybe was it your thirtieth birthday? I think it might have been. Yeah, it was one of my. It was. It was definitely on my birthday because that's what my dumbass wants to do. Is hey, let's go do this massive burger challenge, dude. Do you remember the size of that fucking burger? Yeah, they served it on a pizza tray. Yeah, and it was like literally. I, I don't. It was. It was bigger than our heads for sure. And yeah. it was like. It was like six inches tall. It was a five pound sandwich. It was like four. It was like three, three or three and a half pounds of meat, a pound of bacon, lettuce, tomato. And then you had a pound of fries on the side. I think I got half, a little over half the burger down and most of the fries. And I, dude, I was so like, we wanted to hang out at the casino and chill for a little while. And afterwards it was like, no, get me home before this shit fest happens. Oh yeah, dude. It was, I, I, I still remember to this day, the look on your face. And actually, I also think I recall you forgot your wallet and that was like a double, a double whammy. Was it you that forgot your wallet? It might've been. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, yeah, that was I. Uh, uh, I don't even think I ate half the damn burger. No, it was- no. So kids, just because you're fat, like Vin and Ken, does not qualify you to eat a five pound hamburger. No, it does not. And and, and the meat sweats are real. The meat sweats are definitely real. They will <laughs> yes. they will stick with you for a few hours. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, all right, so uh, go to Bet Online. There's all kinds of uh, stuff that you can bet on there. And uh, like Vin has said on the last couple episodes, uh, go see him in the poker room. Yeah, you know that's, that's becoming a quick uh, life leak for me here during this during this quarantine. See, man, and and look, everybody thought that they were just gonna like everybody that still has a job out there just thought that they were gonna be stacking bills, just banking money because there's nothing to do. Oh, there's always as long as you have the as long as you're connected to the internet. Um, fortunes can wither away. Money is just an object to me, Ken. I'm, it means nothing. I just throw it up in the air. I, I make it rain on Bet Online, Ken. <laughs> I shake my dick at it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Uh, before we get back to boxing, so I've been watching um, uh, the NFL Life documentaries. Yeah. Have you watched any of those? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, I've, so I watched uh, the Doug Williams one. And I watched uh, the Randy Moss one, and I watched uh, oh the Ladanian Tomlinson one. That's a good one too. It just uh, you know every time I hear the shake, I shake my dick at it or straight cash on me. I always think of uh, Randy Moss and his awesome hillbilly story. Yes, coming from Dupont High School in Hurricane, West Virginia. Nobody's even. I, I don't. Is can you even get to that place? Do you have to like take a, a boat and a and a ferry and a. I mean that that is just the country right there. Oh, there's no coronavirus there. No. <laughs> coronavirus can't even can't even find it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're getting a little squirrely here. Um let's get back on on topic as soon as I can find uh where the hell this damn script went. Um all right, let's uh the, we'll do a little bit more boxing talk and then we'll get to questions for the fans. Uh-huh. Um, so Devin Haney, he's been a, <laughs> he's been a hot topic on every episode during, um, the pandemic on our show as man, I feel like his Twitter account is like a damn coronavirus. It, just, you can't get rid of it. No, Dude, his, his, his comments have been nonstop and he is saying that, you know, he's, he's hashtagging everything to boogeyman because everybody ducking Devin Haney. Everybody is, man. I mean, dude, two times, two time champ, Ken, two times, two time champ. I mean, dude, how can you, like, how can you be a ducked fighter? I, I don't, I don't get it. He's like 21 years old. Well, look, he's been talking to every lightweight out there, and Tiafima Lopez has had enough, man. <laughs> oh, he certainly did. <laughs> what did old T.O. say to Devin Haney? He said, man, would you shut up? You annoying as fuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I mean, Devin Which Haney. I was had- like, I, I, dude, I, I read that and I was like, thank you. Somebody. I mean, we've been saying it for the last three weeks, but at least somebody else noticed. Like, would you just shut the hell up, kid? You're, you're becoming just an absolute annoyance. Like, I, I want to like you. I want to root for you. But when you become annoying, it, it it just makes it difficult, man. So so he has been um, Devin Haney. Um, I guess in the last four days, you know, he look. I give him credit. He's been staying in the news. Okay, he's been keeping himself relevant in in boxing circles. If you if you follow the sport on social media, I mean, dude, he he's been nonstop talking. But some stories come out, and uh, a couple people ran you know ran with it four days ago that the WBC had officially reinstated Devin Haney, right? So I just see the headlines of this, okay? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, he was named interim champ, but, like, that's kind of fucked up because the WBC ordered... Yeah, this whole situation with the WBC 135-pound belt has been ridiculous anyways, but they did just order prior... I mean, you and I had tickets to the fight for um, Javier Fortuna versus Luke Campbell for the vacant belt, right? yep. So with that going forward, I'm reading this headline going, what? They they reinstated him, but they have a fight that's that's mandated. That doesn't make any sense, right? So I'm like, okay, I guess he got reinstated. So then DAZN publishes an article about it, right? So I finally, well, the WBC finally comes out and says, okay, hold on a second, folks. Devin Haney is not reinstated. 
Uh, he has applied for reinstatement. We're going to assess the situation because we do and acknowledge the Fortuna Campbell thing and said, we got to assess the situation because there's more to this now. So we'll let you know when and if Devin Haney is reinstated. So you hear about this, right? Then you hear comments like in the in the interim between all that, Devin Haney saying he's a two-time champion. So he gets the belt that is uh, the WBC sends him, uh, as you call it, a 3D printed version of the lightweight belt <laughs> via FedEx, right? Then he gets hurt. So he becomes the interim champion. So they strip him of that 3D printed title. And then he applies for reinstatement and he thinks that he's been reinstated and is going around saying that now he's a two-time champ. <laughs> I mean, dude, Devin, please stop. J just heed this advice, man. Stop. You have completely, you just, you just ran over the cart with the horse. Yes. Okay. Like, dude, stop being in such a damn hurry. Like, actually go and accomplish something. The best thing for your career and your resume right now, right, and your perception that you are you are hurting every day in the boxing public, the best thing that you can do for your career right now <clears throat> is to sit back, allow Luke Campbell and Javier Fortuna to fight for that belt, and you fight the winner. Then all of this goes away because you will have then beaten a legitimate top 10 fighter for that belt. <clears throat> okay. But dude, don't stop. Stop just trying for the freebies in the, in the, in the gimme grab bag. So I, I'm curious, Finn. I'm like, so who said that? Like, where did they get this story from? Right. That he had been reinstated. Why did the WBC have to come out and put a kibosh on this these these stories that that he had been reinstated well guess where they got the story from Devin Haney out there planting stories that he got reinstated <laughs> you can't beat it man you can't beat it you cannot beat it and to me I read all that and I went like the first thing I thought of was all these idiots out there who want to claim that Vasily Lomachenko is ducking that Devin Haney smoke that's why he's he he chose to become the franchise champion to avo oh. to avoid that fight, <laughs> and all the people that defend Devin Haney are like, you think he really wanted to win a belt that way? Well, yes, and now it's confirmed as he has reapplied for a belt that he never fucking won. Like if he, at that point for him, you would think it would be like, yeah, you know what. I really would rather win my belt in the ring. So let's just let that fucking uh, Fortuna Campbell fight play out and I'll go whoop who's ever ass wins that fight and I'll make my statement and prove to everyone that I am a champion, that I deserve to carry around this belt, not do what he'd been doing, you know, months prior, which is have, have his dad walking around with him, carrying the belt looking like a cheap fucking dollar store version of Angel Garcia and Danny Garcia cuz they nobody can nobody can talk that shit like Angel Garcia so I don't care who Devin Haney's dad is and what kind of shit he can talk he ain't selling it like Angel selling it that ain't <laughs> happening you don't want to you don't want to be the knockoff version of the Garcias let them do what they do you do what you do and just fucking win the belt for real man like just prove it once you prove it and you win a belt for real, and you beat a legitimate top five fighter, talk all the shit you want, call out all the people you want, say whoever's ducking the smoke is ducking the smoke, but right now, just fucking pipe down, please. It is just beyond annoying at this point. Beyond annoying. You remember how funny we thought it was when, so David Benavidez <laughs> wins the 168-pound belt, right, the WBC uh, title then he gets what pot for cocaine yeah and so they strip him so but then he goes back in the ring and he wins it again and when david benavidez said that he was a two-time champ we were all cracking up because he won back the belt that got stripped from him for blowing coke but at least both times he beat a human being for the belt i'll accept that you know the, the judges will accept you calling yourself a two-time champ <laughs>
<laughs> because Devin Haney hasn't even beaten a human being for a belt yet. Oh. Yeah, he hasn't even fought for a belt yet, and he's calling himself a two-time world champion. Press and print twice. That's what, that's what he's doing. <laughs> for press and print. He said, I would like two copies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even have... <laughs> Can you even have two 3D printed belts done that quickly? <laughs> Apparently you can. Apparently you can. Oh man, this shit is so funny, man. I mean, it is so funny. I, it's it's so early in your career, man, to be like uh, to just turn yourself into a laughing stock like this, man. I know he's eager. Like we're all eager when we're younger, you know what I mean? Yes. We're all, we're all so anxious and we all want it now, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's prematurely ejaculating on his career right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> two time, two time, two said, pump chunk. Said, hold up, give me a minute. Came back, he's oh shit. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Can't act I like I it. haven't been there too, Devin. All right, mine wasn't for a belt, but it's happened. Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> it's also happened where it's like. Uh, I don't feel it anymore. I don't think this is happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that whole like comment, like <laughs> I ain't really feeling this. Like, you know where that started, right? Sorry, sorry, man. My corner threw in the towel. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my face. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to pass out if I don't breathe. <laughs> All right, man, let's get to some question time for the fans. We call this segment the for the fans by the boxing rant. What you got? Man? All right. So we got from our man at Teddy Watson, one, two, three. If you had to pick a boxer for a big Hollywood movie to be made about, who would it be? Excluding, excluding the Ollie's and the, and the Frasers and the, the ones we've all we've, we've seen before. Um, I look, this is kind of cheating. Okay. Because he already is an internationally renowned film star, but I'm going to go with Manny Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? And I want I want the Pac-Man to star um, as Manny Pacquiao in the epic biography of his life, um, from donut street salesman. Uh, you know what I mean? To packing uh, weights around his legs to be able to make the minimum weight uh, to be able to fight to forging his birth certificate so he could turn pro um, when he was 16 years old um, to becoming uh, a Pope-like figure in the Philippines as a religious and political leader to starring um, in international uh, action films that, you know, really kind of take a huge steaming dump um, on the likes of, uh, you know, epic um, films that we grew up with, you know, like uh, Predator and, Commando and Rambo and, you know, films like that. I mean, is there anything as epic as the life of the Pac-Man? No. Pacquiao? That's the only fucking name. Like immediately, that's who, what popped in my head was, was Pacquiao. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cool if they use him to, you know, star in the movie, but yeah. do not bring in that horrible, uh, de-aging technology that they used on the Irishman where they had Robert De Niro looking just like a, a claymation figure of himself and then have him kicking guys on the curb like an 80-year-old man trying to pass it off as a 40-year-old a version of Robert De Niro. Well, fortunately for the Pac-Man, um, he doesn't look like an old dried-out piece of leather um, that blows hot air out of his mouth constantly. <laughs> okay? The Pac-Man is, is, is a fucking world champion right now, Vin. Yes, De Niro, Bob De, Bob De Niro isn't the champion of anything he's a grumpy old man on a front porch right now <laughs> he, he he does say some of the dumbest shit it makes you want to not watch anything he does yeah he's an idiot um no yeah i would say it's a pac-man i'm trying to be. think of it's got like who else who else what other story i mean floyd mayweather maybe maybe but there's yeah yeah i think floyd would be good i think floyd the you know the glitz the glamour you know what i'm saying i think that that would be cool um, I would not have Floyd stars Floyd though. No, no. I'd probably get young boy NBA to star <laughs> as Floyd. Um, oh, you know, uh, um, 
who else is interesting enough though? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the kicker. I I truly believe all these well, not all of them, but a lot of these guys in the fight game have had really interesting lives. I'd love to see a Tyson Fury film. Yeah, that would be good. That would definitely be good. Who would you have play Tyson Fury, though? I have no fucking idea. Who could re- You'd have to have Tyson Fury play Tyson. You can't have somebody act like Tyson Fury. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if there's anybody else out there. Um, I, I bet you Amir Khan, if you could really get the, the real dirt on him. Okay. You know he, what I'm saying? His documentaries has been made and it stars two lines for me in it. That's right. You are in an Amir Khan documentary. <laughs> <laughs> See folks, I told you we're famous. <laughs> I ride off of Vin's fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like his entourage. That's always like, you know, like Vin gifts me like a, a fucking Rolex or something like that. You know, I'm like, hey, Vin, give me some of that. <laughs> give me some of them crumbs some of that calm thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So here's uh, here's the next one from at Brooklyn Mike 828. He said, Eddie Reynoso recently said he wants Ryan Garcia to have two to three more fights before fighting a Tank Davis or a Devin Haney. Do you agree? And is his cautious approach going to affect his fighter mentally? I don't think anything can affect Ryan Garcia mentally. I think he is impervious. I've never um, met a um, a fighter or let's just say a kid at that age that is so 100% convinced of themselves um, and that believes in themselves. Now, the trainer is always, in my opinion, going to have a little bit different of an idea of how things should be handled. Um, I think that there may be, I don't know, a bit of pushback from Golden Boy on that because I think at one point, I don't know what Ryan Garcia's new contract looks like with Golden Boy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I understand that, uh, you know, he uh, was able to, uh, you know, bite off a, a nice big piece of cash um, from Golden Boy with his little standoff that he had from them. So I think there's going to be some expectations of him, you know, fighting one of these big fights. But look, Ryan Garcia will fight often enough, and DAZN is going to need the content once they, you know, um, press the unpause button, once they hit the play button again uh, on their app. So, I, you know, look, Ryan Garcia could fight two or three times in a year and then, and then fight Devin Haney. So if he needs two or three... F- Fights, whatever, man. He's a fucking kid. All these guys are kids. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's so much time for these fights to be made in the future. I would say this. Let's wait to see how he looks against Jorge Linares. And if he goes out there and dominates or or knocks out and stops a Jorge Linares, then maybe he doesn't need two or three more fights. Maybe he's ready now. But when you hear Eddie Renoso saying that, that's because he's a trainer, and this is a fighter he's only had a couple fights with to this point. He's trying to instill exactly what he wants Ryan Garcia to be, and he feels like before they hit that big stage and they take that chance of taking a loss, Eddie Reynoso wants to make sure that Ryan Garcia uh, Ryan Garcia is a 100% Eddie Reynoso fighter, and and he will be judged based on that. So he's speaking kind of from a, you know, like I don't want to be judged by taking this fight too early and my guy taking a beating and everybody looking at Eddie Reynoso saying, what, you couldn't get your guy ready? So I mean, yeah. for me, that's that's the perspective that he's speaking from there. Um, moving on, Ken, from Simon, at Simon Yacobi, if and when Fury beats Wilder again, where does Wilder go from there will he be remembered fondly or as a one-trick pony who couldn't cut it against the best um i think that his there's obviously a segment of um the boxing population that has a uh, a very very big affection for deontay wilder so i think that that he will always be uh their risen king on the day of resurrection, we talk about the the king will rise again. So I look, I think that look, Wilder, um, you know, goes Wilder goes to if he if he loses, he goes to the to to the friendly confines of Dominic Brazil, 
Gerald Washington. I bet you we see him fight Charles Martin. I bet you he fights Andy Ruiz. And he'll go back to the safety of the PBC universe. He'll be a star in the PBC. He'll run as long as his hands can hold up. He is getting older. Look, he's made retirement money at this point. So who knows? He can do whatever he wants to do. Um, How will I remember him if he loses this fight? I think I'll remember him as being one of the memorable heavyweights of this era. I think... You know, he had a long reign against um, some questionable competition. I'll remember his epic power. I think if we're fortunate enough to do this show, you know, 20 years from now, but fuck, I hope we're not doing this show 20 years from now, then we really fucking wasted our lives. Yeah. Um, but let's just say 20 years from now, I mean, you and I will probably still be friends if we're, if we're still alive. Um, so I would probably look back and be like, you know, Tyson Fury's, you know, I'm, I'm sure more people will come along over the next 20 years too. But uh, he'll go down in history as one of the most devastating, you know, punchers I've ever seen in the sport. All-time great? Absolutely not. No, no, <laughs> no. He'll be remembered for for giving us some some no, not even entertaining fights, just special moments where he landed his his one punch and just completely obliterated and changed a fight that he was losing heavily in in a matter of seconds. I mean, that's what I'm going to remember him for. And I also think. So what if he loses to Fury again? Okay, big deal. Fury is all clearly all wrong for Deontay Wilder. That's happened to plenty plenty of fighters throughout history. Go uh, go dig up Joe Frazier and ask him about fighting George Foreman. All right, that that was a fight that was all wrong for him. So that it just happens throughout the history of boxing. But I would say he could he still has a big money fight available fighting Anthony Joshua. So okay, say he loses to Tyson Fury again. And before Tyson Fury and AJ fight, Deontay Wilder sneaks in there and fucking beats Anthony Joshua. I mean, he he's he can still rewrite his career after the uh, Fury uh, trilogy is over. So I, you know, let's just wait and see, man. I I think either way, he'll go down as a a polarizing guy who some guys will call a one trick pony, and some guys will will overrate his career. It just is what it is, man. That's that's the climate in the in the sport of boxing today um and that'll do it ken that'll you don't have any more questions that's it well the only other only other one i got was from our guy michael montero uh uh, from montero unboxing who who said vin we'd like to hear you dive in a little bit deeper into the story when you shat yourself because you didn't give (laughs) as many juicy details as ken did I don't know. What was there more? I don't think there was more there, but I said, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bite. I'll give you a little something else. I'll, I'll go down that road one more time. So back in the day, I don't probably like 24, 25 years old at this point in time. And we had been out partying all night doing the local bar circuit where we grew up. So like fucking green turtle and memories, right? Yeah. What we did for years. And we came home at one 30. It was me and my buddy and a couple girls and everybody's hungry. They don't have shit to eat. So my boy decides to whip up a, a couple boxes of craft Mac and cheese and he cooks up some hot dogs and he puts them and he mixes them up in a bowl and serves everybody up just gourmet drunken style. Right? So I'm grubbing and I'm, Hey, it's fine to me. Mac, Mac and cheese and hot dogs. I'm four years old. Just, just slurping that shit up. So so later on, like fast forward, like a half hour, he goes to bed and the two girls are downstairs and I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of, of hooking up with one of the girls there. Right. And I'm on the couch with her and I'm just getting the bubbles. I mean, they are coming strong and they are loud. I'm like, (laughs) dude, I am holding back. Like you would not believe. Right. And, and I'm like, I can't like. I'm in a predicament here because I'm on a couch and like five feet from the couch is the bathroom door. And and in my mind, I'm going, well, there's no way I can go in there and do what I got to (laughs) do and walk back out of the bathroom and just commence to, to hook it up with this girl. Like she's not going to have heard the disaster that just happened five feet away from her. (laughs) And there would have been some residual, like, yeah, you're not, you can't, you need a shower to clean up a Mac and cheese and hot dog mess. (laughs) So, so I get back. So we're on the couch and it's bubbling and it's brewing and I'm thinking, eh, maybe this wave will go away and I can like make something happen here. 
sure shit couple minutes later i'm like i can't do it i have got to fucking go and i'm i'm completely unwilling to do what i got to do in that bathroom there so i up and leave i'm just like hey i you know like i gotta fucking go like i gotta get the hell out of here sorry you know see you later and that girl's looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you are you gay like we're gonna hook up I'm like, sorry, cannot do it. So I bolt and I'm like, I'm at the, the guy's house is five minutes from my house. So I fucking 80 miles an hour back to my house and I'm in the bathroom doing my business. And I hear my phone ringing outside. I'm like, here we go. So the other girl was there is calling my phone and she's like, what is wrong with you? You, you know, she was going to hook up with you and you just fucking left. And I'm like, all right, look, I had to fucking shit my face off. Like I just had to come clean. Like there was no. There was no getting around it. I didn't want my rep ruined. So I was like, listen, I, there was no holding back from this explosion that just took place two minutes ago. And I'm not sure there's not going to be a round two here in a few minutes. So cut me some fucking slack <laughs> here. So she kind of backs off. They're laughing their ass off. It is what it is. Long story short after that, like I, I never, ever hooked up with that girl ever again. Probably that had something to do with it, I'd imagine. But I look at it like this because, you know, five years beyond that, that girl ended up marrying one of my good friends. And he's actually the guy that's involved in the Ray Mercer story with me that I've told on the podcast. They have three kids. They got a beautiful family. I look at that. Sh- I look back on that shit now and I go that ship created a family like that. If I didn't have that wave, who knows what would have happened? Ken could have had a back to the future incident where pictures are getting erased and, and past are being changed. Yeah, exactly. So that was a magical shit. You know, when you, when you look back upon it now, that was magical. Big things happened. Dude, it, it, it defined the cosmos. You know what I mean? (laughs) so there you go montero i'll give you there's there's a story for you oh that is good good stuff right there i love it that is that is awesome that's that is the way to close out episode 207 yes it is sir (laughs) um and you know what actually kind of sparked my appetite a little bit as we're limited with resources i do have hot dogs and mac and cheese upstairs (laughs) hey i'm telling you it was not a bad meal nobody i mean you cannot hate on mac and cheese and hot dogs come on no no but if you're trying to smash (laughs) wait till after yes (laughs) oh that is that is so funny dude that is good shit all right well any uh any more questions from the fans no that'll do it ken that will wrap that segment up all right well uh, we appreciate it um the segment is called for the fans (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah so send us your questions for next week's show um we will try to uh, remind ourselves to to put that question out. What would you guys like us to talk about? Maybe a little earlier than an hour before we record the show. That might be uh, prudent. Yes. Yeah, because we are coming into very scarce times on this show. We're going to need topics. But you know what, man? Um, I got my computer up on BoxingScene.com and the clickbait cometh. You know what I mean? It runneth over. <laughs> exactly. As they say. All right. So we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 270 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Subscribe, uh, review, um, like the show, Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you get an audio podcast. Check out the video on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Follow the show on all the social media platforms at the Boxing Rant. Um, follow us on Twitter at Kenny Keith Jr. And at Vince Cummings 81, drop by the website, BoxingPod.com. That's BoxingPod.com. So we appreciate all of you tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Muchas gracias, everybody.